Welcome back to the podcast. So we're going back to a little bit to our roots today because it's almost off season, uh, about a week now till off season. We're going over the six players I'm looking at investing in and reasons why and why I think they're such a good investment. So we're going to start off with two, uh, four receivers, one tight end and one quarterback. As you guys know, I don't invest in the halfbacks because of Sean McCoy and players like that. They're really good, all pro one second, and then nobody the next second. Christian McCaffrey looked like an all pro, or he was an all pro, and then this year could not stay on the field because of how much he got injured. And there's many other examples because, I mean, maybe two years down the line, he's a free agent still because nobody wants to touch him. So that's why I don't go for running backs for a little reminder of that. So there's six players, all in different situations. Um... But these guys also can either be affected because of draft, because of being rebuilt, or because they're criminally underrated. So we'll start off with the first guy. First up, Corey Davis. The guy drafted in 2017, looking like a bust, now is possibly going to be good. So in 2017, he had 375 yards after being a first-round pick. Didn't look all the best. I mean, he had everything going for him. He has a great frame. Didn't have the most steady quarterback. Um, play and definitely not coaching, but now that everything's settling down, he is looking like a possible breakout player next year. He had a 984 yards this season in 14 games, so if he played, say, all 16 games, he could have easily gone over the 1,000-yard mark. He had five touchdowns as well. Corey Davis, I feel like, is a guy who's been underrated in the last season because I mean, nobody's looking at him. They've got A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, all three really good players, in my opinion, and probably most people's opinions. But Corey Davis has definitely been a secret weapon of theirs that can become a very good receiver. Um, I actually bought a very nice Corey Davis card that should be coming tomorrow, Um, tomorrow being Monday, February 1st, actually. So I got a great, um, I got two, actually. I have a PSA 10 light blue numbered out of 199 from Corey Davis and a optic uh, rated rookie from Corey Davis. I also have an optic rated rookie on Star Stock from Corey Davis. So I do have a little bit in him. Uh, unlike the, I think only one of the other guys actually have bought a card from, but these are guys who have researched and found that they do have good potential. So this season, he had a, his best game against Cleveland with 182 yards on 11 catches. He had plenty of 100-yard games. Uh, He had one in week one against the Denver Broncos, one in week 11 against the Baltimore Ravens, one against week 13 against the Browns, and one in Detroit in week 15. He did not get many catches in some games. In three games, he didn't catch one ball, which is an issue, and he missed between week four, five, and six. Pretty sure one of those weeks was a bye week, so he did miss three games there, but seeing that in some in three games as well, so he had six games without a catch, but then showed that many yards in the other games, I mean, that's really good. I feel like he does have boomer bust potential. Um, yeah, he had the bye week in week four, so he does have boomer bust potential, but I definitely do think if, say, the Titans draft more defensive-wise and also 
um, stay on the steady pace that they're going. And I think they lost the offensive coordinator. So if they get a new offensive coordinator that is good, he could be a very good receiver. I mean, him and A.J. Brown can become a good tandem, but there's an issue. His contract ended. He's going to be paid soon. That's also going to be a good thing because if he's going to be a sought-after free agent and, say, get a $30, $40 million contract, people are going to start buying into him, and especially if he goes to a good team. Say if he goes to, say, the... Say if he goes to a team that's rebuilding or a team that got new quarterbacks. So say if he goes to, um, uh, say, the Rams, which I don't think they can afford him with cap space right now. That will be very good for him. He will have a great receiver room like he has now, and he'll be very well complimented there. But say if he dra- um, is signed to a team like the Texans and with Will Fuller there, who I think is the, who's going to leave the season. Sean Watson wanting out, not the best coach choice, in my opinion. He could lose a lot of value. Um, What I do want to see is, say, if he goes signs to a good team. I want him to sign to the Packers because I do like Corey Davis. If he signs to the Packers, his value is going to go up. The card that I got for about $35, the light blue prism, could go for $100 because him and Aaron Rodgers will be very unstoppable. Say, if he goes to the Seahawks because they have DK Metcalf, um, and one other receiver, but they don't have a, the best of receiver three, then his value will go up. So, I mean, this is a guy who you do want to keep an eye on. Is sort of a big boomer, bu- boomer bust potential because he did have that bust label, bust label in 2017. But he's a guy I will definitely keep an eye on. After being the first tight end off the board in 2019, the hype around TJ Hawkinson was pretty high. 6'5", um, tight end out of Iowa, I'm pretty sure. He was a very good tight end. He Well, he looked like one. He came pretty much out of nowhere and looked like a really good tight end, like I just said. Um, 2019 was definitely, like Corey Davis, a bust uh, caliber season with only 367 yards and two touchdowns. Didn't look like what the um, Detroit Lions wanted to draft out of him. But then in 2020, he stepped it up big time, getting 700 yards and six touchdowns. He also made the Pro Bowl that season. Uh, TJ Hawkinson does have a new quarterback in Jared Goff because this was I was looking at this before the trade, and now because the trade happened, I'm still going to keep him here just because I feel like if they do rebuild, which it looks like because they have they got two first round picks and a second round pick, that if they get a uh, quarterback, say within the next couple years, and he stays like this, he can become a good tight end. Um, One thing I do want to notice is that he may not stay in Detroit for much longer. Detroit does seem to be the place where they like to uh, make really good players look like they're carrying the team and pretty much waste potential with Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and now um, Stafford. So, TJ Hawkinson does have a lot of weapons around him in the receiving game. Uh, Galladay and Jones were two receivers that were around him when he's been playing. Uh, he's getting, going to get more attention because he did make the Pro Bowl, which is sort of... It's good for him, but it's sort of also uh, begins the question if he's going to become overrated and people think he's a top three or four tight end. If he is still underrated and people don't talk about him that much he's definitely a good buy you could get his cards for quite cheap right now 
because he's a tight end. And I don't think people hype up tight ends as much unless that they're going to be playing really well like Dan Waller or Travis Kelsey. If you do buy it on this guy, he is a buyer beware because he's a tight end and he's a pretty big guy. So if he gets injured, it could take a little bit for him to come back. He also had a couple games where he didn't do well, like 9 yards and 17 yards and 13 yards in respective games and as well 18 yards all in respective games but he does seem to be like a pretty good threat uh, against defenses if they do have to mark him because he does have a pretty good match match with a six foot five 247 pound frame which does seem like a good player uh, it seems like a good friend but again he is on the lines which is sort of an issue because a they do have a lot of good defenses they have to face in six games, they have to go against the Vikings defense, which isn't as good this season. But maybe next season, they'll step it up. Detroit defense and a possibly revamped Packers defense next year. So that those are that's the issue I see most with TJ Hawkinson is having to face such good defenses a lot. But I do see possible potential if he does, say, get traded for a second or first round pick. So Detroit goes full-on rebuild. Or if, say, something miraculous happens and he just plays insanely well next season, even better than this Pro Bowl caliber season. So, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a guy you want to keep an eye on, and I think he could be pretty good next year. Next guy I think you should buy is a guy who I was high on before this season, and I bought a little bit of with a couple of rated rookies and a optic preview. And that is LaVisca Chenault Jr., He's on the Jags, of course. He played 14 games, 600 yards, 58 catches, and 5 touchdowns. What I do like about LaVisca's position right now is that he is on a team with the first um, first pick in the NFL draft. With Urban Myers as a new head coach and Trevor Lawrence looking like to become a Jag, he's going to get a lot of people buying into him because people are like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, possible weapon. And yeah, he's still on his rookie contract for good amount of more years so he's going to be probably in Jacksonville for a while I do like him and he does seem like an explosive weapon that they could use um he has had he hasn't had a hundred yard game this season which is something which isn't the biggest deal but it's something you got to look out for he had two games in a row where he got close 86 yards against Cincy and 79 yards against Houston both of them of course losses but he is a guy who I definitely could see as a weapon and utilize in the rushing game because he's quite quick and passing game because he's a receiver a lot under Urban Myers. He did have plenty of rushes with about, doesn't even give me the exact number, that's annoying. Well, he had five rushes against Tennessee for 37 yards and two in week one against Indy for 10 yards, which also one of them went in for a touchdown. He did have two rushing, he had a good amount of rushing touchdowns and a, a decent amount of passing touchdowns. It looks like the touchdowns amount actually was both the rushing and passing. So he definitely does seem like he can be used in many different ways, which is very good. So I would say this is a buyer by now situation because you want to buy him before Trevor Lawrence is officially drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars if it does happen. And, of course, because Prism's out right now, and Prism's decently cheap at the moment, you'd want to buy his Prism rookies. I would, I'm going to buy a couple. I just have to wait till I get a little bit more money for my breaking. And then I will be 
buying at least three or four of them, uh, get them graded. Hopefully have them before the beginning of the season because the hype is going to come around draft time, then die off around, say, until the season starts. And once the season starts, week one, before week one, maybe the next two, three weeks leading up to week one of the regular season, his prices are going to be very high. I think he could go for a card because he is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. That's the one thing that you got to look at. One thing that is sort of an issue is that they do have two other receivers ahead of him, which could possibly lead him to getting traded. Or a guy above of him getting traded, which would be good for him because then he's going to get more yards and more passes towards him. If he does get traded, which I doubt will happen, but because he's not, say, the best receiver on the team, and he is quite young, so it leaves a little chance of him getting traded. That will, hope, unfortunately, hurt his um, price, because this is, like, the perfect situation for him. First pick in the NFL draft, new quarterback. Hype around that quarterback is the most hype around a quarterback since Andrew Luck. I mean, it, it looks good for him. So that's exactly why I do like him. Um, but yeah, you don't want to wait till, say, the season starts, unlike the Coy Davis. You want to get this as soon as possible. So yeah, um, I do have a couple of these guys, unlike TJ Hawkinson. But you would want to get them soon. So yeah. And next one is probably the biggest risk of all. And it's not even a big risk. It is Jameis Winston. After being, after it seeming like Drew Brees saying this is your team now to Jameis Winston, it looks like this could be his team, the New Orleans Saints. We have to wait to see if they do sign him to a contract. If they do say, because they are in cap space hell right now. So if they sign him to a three-year, $10 million contract because he didn't play last year, and I'm guessing they did that on purpose so they can... Uh, get him for cheap then he's it's his team and that is something you do want to see out of a quarterback maybe he can become a Drew Brees where he leaves the team he was drafted by and has a lot of success the thing I like about uh, Jameis Winston or is well known as famous Jameis uh, he does throw out the ball a lot and he does do it like he's blind which he I think he had eye surgery last off season. Uh, he, in the last full season, he started 5,109 yards, 33 touchdowns, but 30 interceptions. If that was half the interceptions even, he would have gotten like a $100 million contract. If he can, he's had three out of the five seasons he started with more than 4,000 yards. One of the seasons, or those two seasons, he didn't get 4,000 yards. He didn't play all the games in the one way he had 3,500 yards, he missed three games. In the one that he got 2,900 yards, he missed seven games. Wow. I mean, this guy, he definitely could have easily gotten over 4,000 yards in every season. But again, he throws like he's blind. Uh, he did have a good weapons, though, with Mike Evans as one of his receiver number one. So, see, hopefully they keep Michael Thomas, but they can't afford Michael Thomas anymore. He will lose that big weapon. And if they have to get rid of Alvin Kamara as well because of cap space, then he won't have him. But say if he has both of them, in the best case scenario, 
then he's going to have fun throwing the ball to pretty much everyone. But we've just got to see how he does because he pretty much was not allowed to see the field at all this season. But he did get uh, seven completions for 75 yards, probably trying to get a little bit of throwing in before he gets signed to an extension. And my what I've heard and what I definitely agree with is that they didn't allow him to get the field when Drew Brees was injured because they were like, if he plays well, then he's going to want more money and because the cap space situation, they don't want to pay him. They don't want to risk having to pay him a ton of money. So Jameis Winston's cards, unlike these other guys, are much older. He is a 2015 draft pick. So what they would, what you would need to get is the 2015 prism because Optic was not around then. Donnerus, I think it was his first, first year Donnerus. And the prison cards even look quite um, not the best. They are decently cheap. So on eBay, you could get them for around $20 a card. Even Topps Chrome you can get. But on, say, Starstock, they're more expensive, like $50 a prism. Um, these cards you definitely do want to get before he signs a new contract, which could happen quite soon. Um, I suggest trying to sign them before the um, uh, Super Bowl. Uh, get those cards before the Super Bowl. This is releasing on Wednesday before the Super Bowl. So, yeah, get these before the Super Bowl, and you will hopefully be, cut, be in a good situation. I'm hoping he does start. I don't think Taysom Hill will be is a caliber, a good starting quarterback. I feel like he's a good weapon, but definitely not a starting quarterback. Uh, in his career, he has 121 touchdowns compared to 88 interceptions, which is not the best record, but sort of like Brett Favre, where he throws a lot of touchdowns, but throws a lot of interceptions. Does have almost 20,000 yards in 76 career games. So that's pretty good. He does have a pretty bad losing record with 28 and 42. Um, Yeah, so <laughs> I definitely do think this is a great guy to invest in because of the upside is very very high if say Jameis Winston with the eye surgery and he starts playing well he doesn't throw as much interceptions but he throws a lot of touchdowns this card can easily become like say 200 300 dollars and a 20 dollar card can pretty much go up by 10 times which would be crazy that's something that you would love to see so yeah um this is definitely the riskiest one because if say he doesn't become a starting quarterback and he's a career backup then you've got an issue but if he does become the starter in new orleans and performs well then you've got a good situation where you've got say you get two of them you get 40 dollars to 400 dollars possibly so that will be a great situation second to last guy is t higgins uh this he's gonna be a second year next year and this guy i feel like has a lot of potential he had 908 yards and six touchdowns last season, missing zero games. He also had 67 receptions. With Joe Burrow, save Joe Burrow's healthy for the whole season, having Tyler Boyd in as well, and Joe Mixon, that offense can be amazing. They have to find the help at the offensive line, but he could be a really good receiver. T. Higgins is also decently cheap. I mean, you definitely would like to get him before the draft. Or even after the draft, he should be fine. But if, say, they don't draft any receivers of Bengals and they don't uh, sign any receivers in offseason, uh, 
which I don't think they are because they do have a pretty good receiving core. Uh, this is the guy you get. I mean, 6'4", 216 pounds, great receiver, showing a lot of potential with 900 yards. Hopefully he doesn't have a bad sophomore slump. And if he doesn't and Joe Burrow looks, a, looks his way, he could be a very good investment. Uh, the one thing I do see is that he's young. And unlike, say, LaVisca, who is used in two ways, he's just a pretty much a rusher, uh, no, a receiver. And that's good and all, but I don't think, I think because there's so many good receivers around him, no knocks to him, but say if he has a couple drops and Joe Burrow starts losing trust in him, then it's easy, easy, easy to look around to Tyler Boyd or even AJ Green if he stays. Um, CJ Uzuma, I can't pronounce his last name, but the tight end who played quite well in the first two games and got injured, uh, he could be also a pretty good weapon that they use. And because of the running backs with um, Giovanni Bernard, Joe Mixon, and the receivers around him, the Bengals can be a pretty good team. And if they draft O-line, they can be a really good team. But you don't want to... Hopefully, T. Higgins doesn't get lost around that. And he becomes a guy who gets 400 yards and doesn't do much. The thing I do see as a difference from LaVisca and T. Higgins is LaVisca is used also in the rushing game. Yes, he may be the second or third guy on the depth chart, but he is a good, versatile guy. And that's why I think I see him a little higher than T. Higgins. Even though uh, T. Higgins got 300 more yards in two more games. So yeah, I mean, this is a guy who isn't the biggest risk, but I wouldn't be the biggest on him. I definitely do see Corey Davis as a better guy to get in the long run than the two because Corey Davis as well does have more seasons and more experience and a more uh, sort of trusted quarterback, seeing that Ryan Tannehill has been a pretty good quarterback for a number of years. And Joe Burrow, this is his second year. After an ACL tear, that's sort of scary. And LaVisca does have a quarterback coming in who could be a very, very good quarterback. So, yeah. Next guy up is Michael Pittman Jr. of the Colts. The reason why I like Michael Pittman Jr. of the Colts is because their quarterback situation. Yes, they don't have a quarterback right now. And the guy who I would have wanted to um, see on the Colts... Just got traded to the Rams, so they are still quarterbackless, and there's the big guy off the board. But I definitely do see Michael Pittman Jr. as a great receiver and a great guy to possibly be a good receiver number two or even a receiver number one if he steps up a little more. He had 503 yards, 40 catches, and only one touchdown in 13 games. He did miss three um, games with an injury. But one thing I do see with uh, Michael Pittman Jr. that is better than all the other guys is he's famous on YouTube. Him and his girlfriend, or I think fiance now, are pretty famous on YouTube. And they have around 200,000 subscribers, I think. I've, uh, sub I'm subbed to them as well. But that also helps because if he's like also very famous on YouTube, people are also going to buy him more because he's more of a um, character, which is good. Um. One thing that you also got to look at is the Colts are a super team. They have a lot of cap space, great defense, great offensive line, 
pretty good receivers around them, and a good backfield of running backs. All they need is a average quarterback who could throw the ball a little further than uh, Philip Rivers can uh, did, and they could be a scary good team. Say if they do um, trade up with draft picks to get their quarterback, say Trey Lance, Mac Jones, I think, is in the draft this year, or like anybody there, this could be a scary good team. Um, I would not be surprised if the Colts win the Super Bowl next year because they are so good. And yeah, so I mean, this is a guy who I would invest in and think is the uh, biggest upside, in, uh, the second biggest after Jameis Winston, but the biggest upside receiver that you can get because of the quarterback situation and how good his team is. The Colts definitely could be the best team, say, in two years, and that's why I think Michael Pittman Jr. is a good investment.